Welcome to episode four of Blessed by Brandy. And today we are discussing purpose for the pain. Mm. With everything that's going on in the world, with COVID-19, with people passing away from COVID, from us, you know, social distancing, being alone, you know, not being able to really see friends and family, sitting in your home with your own thoughts, reflecting, you know, there is just a lot of pain that a lot of people are feeling. And we may feel like there is no purpose for COVID. There is no purpose for the isolation, but there is always purpose for the pain. So for those of you who may not know, I wrote a book called Real Talk, A Conversation From My Heart to Yours, A 30-Day Devotional. And in that book, I wrote a conversation titled Purpose for the Pain. So the first paragraph reads, pain is physical suffering or discomfort caused by illness or injury. Pain is something that no one wants to experience but no one is exempt from feeling pain. If you wish to believe it or not, there is purpose for the pain. Pain allows you to appreciate the sunny days. Pain forces you to grow. Pain reveals things about you that you have not been willing to acknowledge. Pain draws you nearer to God. Pain will force you to your knees and cry out to God. God will inflict pain upon you so that he can reveal himself to you. The purpose of suffering is for God to receive all the glory when you overcome the pain. Anytime pain is afflicted upon you, you must realize that it is taking you to your next level. The next level that God has called you on is in your spiritual relationship with him. So I know that you guys are like, what? God, like, I don't understand. I'm going through a terrible situation. I'm going through a circumstance. I'm going through something that's causing me pain. God, how on earth is there a purpose in this? So I'm just going to share with you guys a couple of things that I finally was able to see purpose in. I didn't understand it at first. It didn't make sense. Um, and it was just like, God, why? I'm not understanding. So, um, in 2018, I had to submit and surrender to God's will for my life. And when I tell you that was painful, it was painful because I had to let go of the plans I made for my life. I had to, you know, let go of some relationships that were really dear and close to my heart. I had to just spend time with God and let God do a work in me. And when I tell you that thing was painful because I'm like, God, like I made these plans for myself, like what's happening? But that wasn't what God had for me. So I had to unlearn things that I learned before so that I can learn about God and who he is. Um, what else? The pain of being disappointed when I made plans for myself and it did not come into fruition. It did not manifest. I think that was the hardest thing because and I'm sure some of you who are listening can relate. You make this plan for your life. You said by this age, I'm going to do this. By this time, I'm going to have this, so on and so forth. But we never really take the time to see if that's even what God has planned for us. And that was a rude awakening for me. Also, 
just sitting back and thinking about over the course of my life how, you know, I received pain from being laid off multiple times, like that pain of how come I can't find a job? How come I can never, you know, get a job that I want? And why am I always, you know, getting laid off or um, struggling financially, student loan debt, living paycheck to paycheck? I'm like, God, like, I don't understand why can't I get a financial breakthrough? So all of these things were just giving me pain. Even in my early 20s, being in a relationship and, you know, I was just so into him and that relationship literally like broke my heart, broke my spirit. And, you know, that caused pain. But now as I look back, everything that I went through and everything that I will continue to go through, you know, while I'm on this earth There is purpose for the pain. But what I did realize, you know, over the course of my life so far, it gave me wisdom. It gave me experience. It gave me knowledge. It gave me um, the tools to help other people. And everything that I experienced gave me what I needed to write Real Talk, a conversation from my heart to yours, a 30-day devotional. It gave me the information that I needed to write my way or God's will, the choice is yours. It was everything that I needed so that I can become the spiritual friend visor. It was everything that I needed so that pray the impossible can be what it is today. It gave me everything I needed for blessed by Brandy. So everything that I went through, everything that God allowed to inflict pain in my life, there was purpose for it. It was a bigger purpose. So now that I am healed, I'm whole and I'm complete in God, the purpose was I had to go through those things so that I can help other people. How can I help somebody who's net, who is struggling financially if I didn't experience it? How can I help somebody heal with a broken heart and to just tell them to have a relationship with God if I never experienced it? So whatever you are going through, there is purpose for the pain. It's for a bigger picture. Sometimes God just needs you to be the one to go through it and to experience that pain first so that when the purpose is manifest, you were able to help someone else. So I have a few questions that I want you guys to think about. Do you believe that there is purpose for the pain? Are you able to recognize the good in the pain? Are you consumed with why that thing happened? Have you experienced pain before and something good came out of it? So here are a couple of gems from my heart that I want to share with you guys. Pain is necessary in order for God to do a new thing in you. If you don't experience pain, if you don't experience a sense of discomfort, how can God do something new in you? God is trying to change the way you think. God is trying to change the way you pray. God is trying to change your habits. God is just trying to change you into the person that he has created you to be. But in order for change to happen, pain must occur. Pain is necessary. Pain changes your perspective, right? When you're going through things that you, you know, the plans you made for your life, when just when you're going through things, your mind is so cloudy, you can't see. But when you come out on the other side, it changes your perspective. You'll sit back and say, oh, now I understand why I had to go through that. Now I understand what that pain was for. 
It helps to change your perspective and to start to see things from God's way. And the pain will change your perspective so that you can ultimately see the purpose in it. Pain helps you to discover your purpose. Like I mentioned earlier, if I didn't go through everything that I've gone through, I would not know my purpose. I would not know my purpose, that my purpose is to help people, to encourage people, to inspire people. But I had to go through the pain so that I can tell people how I was able to encourage myself and inspire myself and, you know, uplift myself through spending time with God and just reflecting on the course of my life and how things have just, you know, unfolded. So remember, pain helps you to discover your purpose. Pain leads you to your destiny. We all have a destiny. There is a a location that God is trying to get us to. There is an end goal. There is a promised land. There is something that God has in store for you that's on your destiny. But remember, pain leads you to it. It's a part, the detours, the twists, the turns, the ups and downs, everything that's on your spiritual journey and on this road called life there is going to be pain, but that pain is going to lead you to your destiny. God gets the glory out of your situation. Listen, when you go through that pain and when you overcome and you can tell your story and share your testimony and tell people how good God is, how great God is, how it was only God who brought you through. That's all God wants us to do. God just wants us to tell people that it was him and him alone, how we got through it. And although we were inflicted with pain, God brought us out of that. Pain can be what cultivates a relationship with God. Listen, I started going to church at 22 and it was pain from a a broken heart and a relationship that I was in. And that's what led me to have a stronger relationship, not even a stronger relationship, but to establish a relationship with God. So sometimes God will allow pain, whether it's a job loss, whether it's the death of, you know, a loved one or Maybe it's a broken relationship. Whatever it is, God will use that pain for you to cultivate a relationship with him. Listen, pain gives you a testimony to help encourage someone else. We all have a story. We will. Our story is still being written. Everything that you experience, the pain, the hurt, the disappointment, This is all giving you a testimony so that when you overcome or even while you're still going through it, there's going to be somebody who's going to experience a similar situation as you, and you're going to be able to tell them and share with them your testimony, and that is going to encourage them. Pain is used to change you in the situation. Sometimes we will pray, God, take this away. God, make this better. God, change this person. God, do this. God, do that. But God will keep you in that situation until you change, until he changes you, until you surrender, until you just let God be God. Okay, so God will use that pain to change you in that situation. And then once you change in that situation, your whole perspective, everything will just change after that. Pain is used to birth an idea, vision, or dream. Listen, sometimes when you are going through pain, 
God will use that pain for you to birth an idea, whether it's to write a book, whether it's to start a podcast, whether it's for you to start your own organization, whatever it is, God will use that. That pain will drive you to birth something so that it can help other people. Pain reveals areas in your life that you need healing from. Whoa, listen, when you are in pain, it's going to start to just open up your eyes and open up your heart and open up your mind to see what's really at your core. You may be in pain from something right now, but Technically, that has been triggered from a pain that you established when you were a a kid, right? So when you are going through something, that pain, it's going to open you up to, to get to the core of your soul and your spirit to say, okay, why am I still dealing with this? Why do I still have issues with this? Because you have not been healed from the things from your past. Let's see. Pain connects you with people. It opens doors of opportunity and it can create a platform to help other people. When you are in pain, God connects you with certain people so that you can help encourage each other. It opens up doors of opportunity. You never know who that person you may meet, that person that you guys now share this pain in, they might be able to get you a job or they might, you know, be know somebody who can help you get your book published. You never know that pain connects you with people opens up doors of opportunity, but it also gives you a platform to help other people. Listen, pray the impossible has become a platform to help other people. When I, tar- when I tell you, I was not checking for no pray the impossible. I made my plans and those were going to be my plans, but God has to allow me to be inflicted with pain so that I can create this platform so that I can help other people who are in pain and how my story can help to encourage other people. I hope that these gems have touched you. I want you to know that even if you are going through something right now, even if you are struggling, there is purpose for the pain. I'm excited about who we are featuring and highlighting today on the Pray the Impossible segment. So stay tuned. And we're back. I am so excited to share our feature guest. Her name is Renata, but for those who know her, her name is Nani. She is the mother of a beautiful eight-year-old girl. She is the CEO and founder of the Star of the East pageant. And listen, she is Black Girl Magic. She is Miss North America 2019 to 2020. And this is my sister. We go way back to Virginia State University. And she is my Carl Thomas. Y'all will find out why I call her Carl Thomas. But she is dope. I love her. So let's get into her story. So welcome you on to Blessed by Brandy. Um, first of all, I've known you since 2006, <laughs> right? Yes. That's Yes. so long and I've just been on your journey with you literally since then and just seen everything that you've overcome and yeah. how you were able to turn your pain and find purpose in it so today's topic that we're discussing is pur- purpose for the pain and I know that I couldn't have had anyone else 
for this episode that would really be able to um, give a story, share their testimony with the listener where they will be able to see how you were able to do that and how God was like truly in the midst of everything Mm -hmm. that you went through. And although you may not have seen it at first, but you were able to get to that place. So um, welcome. So I just want you to just share what's on your heart and yeah. Thanks, Boo. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, I'm definitely you know, open to sharing my story. Um, it's definitely been a journey. Um, and it's always going to be a progressive journey, my, my relationship and my walk with God. But um, one thing I have learned is that, you know, just because you're a believer, that does not exempt you from any hardships in life. Okay. Oh, girl, you dropping a gym already. Listen, and you because I have learned. <laughs> If anything, I feel like it makes you more susceptible because you have someone that's walking with you and God knows that you can carry more. Um, so I've been a single mom for eight years. My daughter is eight years old. Her name is Brooklyn. Um, me and her dad broke up um, when I was pregnant. So I've literally been raising her by myself. You know, I mean, he's in her life, but he's not, you know, a super active parent. Um, mm-hmm. And let me just start off by saying that no one ever wants to be a single parent. You know, no one ever, that is yeah. never a goal. Um, I grew up in a single parent household raised by my mom. And I just, I didn't want the same thing for my daughter. And I just knew it was going to be different. Um, but that's mm-hmm. not the plan that God had for me. Um, and so, and I'm the type of mom where my daughter is my literally everything. Yes, she is, honey. <laughs> Her wants and needs come before mine any day. Um, yeah, we are so we have such an unbreakable bond and I wouldn't have it any other way. And I'm so thankful for her. She is the reason why I found my purpose to begin with. Um, Mm. and so as she was growing up, um, I think I remember she was about, this had to be like between three and a half, four years old. She was very young and she would tell me stuff because she was in pre-K at the time. And she would tell me things like, mommy, I don't like my curly hair. I want straight, I want mm. straight yellow hair, which is blonde. I want straight yellow mm. hair. And I'm like, why? And she's like, I don't look like the girls in my school. I want to look like them. I don't like, I don't like, no, she told me that she wanted to be a white girl. And I said, mm, I girl. And I said, well, why do you want to be a white girl? And she was like, because white girls get everything. Mm. And in my mind, I was so shocked because I'm like, you're three and a half, four years old. Like it, you're at this young age, you're beginning to grow self-awareness of what you are in, in, in comparison to other people in the world, you know? And I'm like, no one taught me this. You know, no one said that I was going to mm. be having, this was not in the parenting books. This was not on any websites. <laughs> like no one said right. anything about and that's So I'm literally like, how do I first make it, make it something that she can understand at that age to love herself, you know? Um, mm-hmm. got her all the black Barbie dolls, all the black books all day, but she didn't care about that because the people that she was coming in contact with every day in her school were white girls and Spanish and Spanish mm. girls, um, who didn't look like her, who looked nothing like her, who had different texture hair. Um, and then one night I remember she wake, she was sleeping with me and she woke up in the middle of the night and she started crying and she was like, mommy, um, my friend Addie at school is mad at me. She doesn't want to be my friend anymore. And she was upset and I'm like and my mind I'm thinking mm. like Brooklyn who cares about that little girl like you you know right you got more school. but to her that was everything you know she's very sociable she wanted to be liked by others she wanted to be accepted by others for being different and again as a mom as a first-time parent who's doing this by myself who's juggling a career and you know 
uh, dance lessons and this and that and you know working out yeah. and homework and and uh bath time and cook like it's it's a lot and to try to come up with something that she can understand um it was hard i can't tell you how mm. many times i had dropped to my knees crying like lord help me because mm. i was clueless it's 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 nothing that anyone can teach you. You have to learn by doing it. Parenting is people can give you advice all day, but until you actually have a kid and go through this, go through it on your own, it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's very hard, especially as a single parent. Um, so then um, she gets a little bit older and at the age of five, she started doing pageants. I had at the time mm. had never done a pageant. Never was interested in pageants. I totally <laughs> grew up a tomboy. I played sports my whole life. I wanted her to play sports. Brooklyn is completely different. She's the most girly girl uh, that I've ever met. Um, so I put her in, I started to put her in pageants. And the way that she lit up on stage, she had mm. the most confidence. The way that I saw her interact with the other kids, how even contestants her same age who were competing against her were making friends with her, were cheering her on, you know, like the camaraderie that they had, even though it was a competition at the end of the day, they didn't care. They wanted to have fun. They wanted to be on stage. They wanted to get glammed up and look cute because to them, that gave them the confidence. Mm. And so as I started to put her in more pageants and started to see like some of the same girls and even new girls um, compete together, I just noticed how their confidence as a whole grew. Their, their public speaking became um, better when they were introduced themselves, say the things that they liked, um, you know, their stage presence, even off the stage, the way that they were listening and, and obeying their parents, everything just changed. And I'm like, mm. is this from, from pageantry? Like, maybe I'm onto something here. Um, mm. So after Brooklyn, she went to a national pageant um, in New Jersey, and it was like a week, a week, um, a week event. Um, I started to pray about it. And I was like, you know what? I would love to do this on the East Coast in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area because there's not a lot of pageants in there. And if I could make that same impact or help girls grow their confidence, that'd be so fulfilling for me. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a couple of weeks. I prayed about it. Um, I did research. I, I did a ton of research. Um, talked to a couple different people about it. And I decided to start my own pageantry system on the East Coast called Star of the East Pageant. Yes. <laughs> and let me tell you, when God puts something on your heart, you better run with it. Girl. Okay? Woo! You don't have Say no that. time to waste. So I remember, I think I started planning for this in November 2017. And I had my first pageant, I think five or six months later in April. Mm-hmm. It was a very yep. yeah, I was there. Yeah, Brand, I was, Brandy, yeah, I absolutely, was and it was absolutely. amazing. Randy was there from day one, putting the crowd, putting the um, fashions on the girls. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes, it was a lot. It was a lot, but it was so worth it. It was so worth it. Um, and then to this day, I've had three pageants so far, and the I'm I'm still super close to the girls. I even competed in the first one. I talked to them. I talked to their to their parents. I try to go to their their other pageants that they you know that they're in just to support them because it's really a community, and I really do have an interest and an investment in these girls, you know. Mm. Um, and the same thing with Brooklyn. Like a lot of them are her friends, and so as. I'm doing more in pageantry. I was like, you know what? Started to speak into God again because I'm like, there's something more that I want to do. Like, this is not going to be enough for me because my love for kids is 
unparalleled. It is unparalleled. I absolutely adore kids and I absolutely adore like helping people, especially girls having gone through similar issues that Brooklyn went to. Because when I'm talking to my friends who have kids around her age, they're going through the same thing. My daughters had the same thing. Okay. You know, it wasn't uncommon. It's not uncommon. Okay. Um, and they were shocked too. You know, their daughters were four or five, six years old, having the same kind of, you know, comments and stuff that Brooklyn had. And they didn't know what to do. We're all like clueless here. You know, we're all trying to figure it out. Um, and so I'm like, if I can provide something that can help moms with their daughters, because a lot of moms these days are busy. They're very, very mm -hmm. busy. And with the influence that social media has, um, over these kids, you know, at a young age, you have to start to get them to a point where they are becoming self-aware and that they're loving what they see in the mirror. Because a lot of nonprofits that I know that work with like, you know, kids, um, you know, girls in self-esteem, if they started like 10, 11, 12 years old, preteen, that's too late. That's too mm. late. By that time, they already are, don't like this about themselves. They're already being bullied. They're already, you know what I mean? You need to start these girls young. Wow. Young. And so as I'm meditating and I'm praying to God, like, you know, what should I do? I came up with the idea and I'm talking to you about it, about starting my own nonprofit. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And I wanted nonprofit. I, I definitely, definitely still want to have my pageant company, but I wanted this to go deeper into teachings of Christ. Um, and I want it to be mm. a faith-based organization um, because that's very important to me because I feel like um, young women and kids who can find their identity and their self-awareness in Christ and see them the way that Christ sees them, that's a good foundation for anything. Girl, you better <laughs> let God use you. Come on. You know, say that. Yeah, it's, it's, say it's, that. It's hard because, you know, it's, Woo. Uh, it's just like things are – Things are so different now from when I was a little girl and now seeing the things that my daughter goes through, like YouTube videos and this, that. I'm like, wait, what? None of that stuff that they have on TV, none of the shows are, are Christian-based. No one's speaking scripture. Mm. No one's singing gospel songs. You have to go to church. If you're not in church, you're not getting that. Mm. You know? And um, confidence is everything. And there's, and there's so much that the Bible says about confidence. And no one's teaching our young girls this stuff. You know? Mm. Um, so yeah, so, um, decided to start my own nonprofit called Queen Confidence. Um, and it's still in the works right now. I have some great ideas, um, that I have going on for events. Um, but the most important thing about my organization is that it is going to be a hundred percent, um, spiritually based and it's going to start at five mm. years old. Yes, now, I love it. Mm -hmm. And the content, of course, is going to be different from the five-year-olds and the 12-year-olds. But I definitely right, right. want to start at a younger age because I feel like that's where the need is. Train up a child. Mm. <laughs> what, say that one more time. Let the people know. Say train, train up, up a child. child. Okay, <laughs> when you train up a child, they will not depart from the okay. word of God, no matter what they may do or wherever they may go. That is in mm -hmm. and they will always come back to the mm -hmm. word. Come on, mm -hmm. sis. You are, you better drop a nani gem on them. <laughs> and I say all that to say, like, if it hadn't been for me struggling as a single parent, if it hadn't been for the bond that I built with my daughter to really, you know, put her in things that, you know, were out of her comfort zone to watch her every step of the way to be there for her, to go through the pain of not knowing what to do and calling out to the Lord, because I couldn't have mm. figured it out. 
I could not have figured it out by myself. If I didn't go right. through that, I would have had no clue that my purpose is to help other little girls. Mm. And through and through your yeah. daughter. Right? Absolutely. If it wasn't for her, God, <laughs> none of this would happen. <laughs> God is so amazing. And what we think is like, God, why does she have to struggle with this? But how else could God get mm-hmm. you to this place without giving you your daughter, who is mm-hmm. your purpose, to help you figure these things out? Um, and even, and I want you to even, I know you still have, oh, your story is still amazing, but I want you to get to the part about how through this pain and even Brooklyn getting her confidence, confidence through pageantry and how she got you into it. Yeah, because... Um- <laughs> Absolutely, because, well, first, Brooklyn was diagnosed when she was six years old with ADHD and high anxiety. Um, she's She has a lot of anxiety about a lot of things. And so um, that's why I really wanted her to continue with pageantry because it helped her ease her anxiety. Um, and mm-hmm. so... Again, me, I'm just a pageant mom. Like, I don't, I don't have, I did not have any interest. Like, I just love being, the, you know, the pageant mom and getting her on stage and cheering her on, whatever, whatever. Um, that's what I was fine with. And so mm-hmm. last year, Brooklyn kept asking me, let me do a pageant with me, do a pageant with me. And I'm like, uh, no, I'm good. No, <laughs> no thanks. Like, I'll just watch you. And she kept asking me, and I was like, all right, fine. Um, so I found one that me and her could compete together in. And um, I didn't know what I was doing. I was winging it. <laughs> I was winging it. But it was very fun. We did like our opening number together. She had, there was a pageant for her age division and then there was an intermission and then my age division. So she ended up winning for her age division. So she was crowned um, Virginia Junior Princess North America 2019. Yes. yes. And then um, I actually won for my age division. So I beat out four other women. And I was crowned Ms. Virginia North America 2019. And let me tell you, when I was getting crowned, Brooklyn was in the front row, bawling her eyes out. <laughs> Which, of course, made me cry. And if y'all don't... <laughs> of course. Of course, Carl. <laughs> so Brandy calls me Carl Thomas, y'all. She has been calling me that, calling yes. me that since college because I am so emotional. <laughs> so emotional. Yes. <laughs> I'm never going to let that down. <laughs> Um, nope, mm-mm. you sure ain't. Um, so it was just such a, a bonding moment for me and her, you know, for her to be so happy to see me, to be crying and cheering me on and like my biggest cheerleader and I'm the same for her. Like who just would have kn- known that pageantry, something I had never had an interest in would be something that, you mm. know, brings us together even more. Um, so yeah, so then I, because I won for the state of Virginia, I went on to the international pageant in June, um, last year in Florida. And that, and that was my second pageant ever. Um, and I ended up winning the title of Ms. North America. Uh, hold on, pause right there. Pause right there. (laughs) So you mean to tell me you've never done a pageant pageant before, had no interest Mm -mm. in pageantry. And you won the first pageant. You knocked, you beat out four women. And then the second round, right, which was the mm-hmm, final. The international pageant. The international pageant. And you still, this is still technically your first pageant, yeah. right? Yeah. And you won. Yeah. If that Girl. ain't that, I don't know what is. Okay, because. You, I, you took the <laughs> word out my mouth because I was about to say, if that ain't God, y'all, listen. 
for y'all who are listening, let me tell you, when God calls you for something and you feel that you're not qualified, he will qualify you. He will call you and qualify you and he will be able to do things that you Less could never think, dream, or imagine. For, for Nani, who's never Mm-mm. done a pageant, to win and be crowned Miss North America, y'all better believe in God. And I'm let me sure. tell you, even when you think that the odds are stacked against you, listen, I was the only single parent. I was the only um, African-American. I was the, only, I was the youngest. Ooh. I was the only one who was not married. And I was, and I was the only so one that's who four. had never done a pageant before. So you have five things stacked and against you. And end up winning the whole thing. Come on. Come on. Okay. Bonnie Listen, when God Come has on. a plan for you, nothing, Girl. literally nothing can stand in the place. But see, and that right there shows you that there mm-hmm. was purpose for the mm-hmm. pain. Like, you didn't go through all of that with Brooklyn and being a single mom for no reason. Like, God allowed that to happen because he needed you to be the one to change mm-hmm. the standard. Yep. Come on. Come on. And two, what about your questioning and your answer with your Q&A that you were doing? Who you was talking about? The good <laughs> Lord? I sure was. I sure was. Um, in my interview, it was a panel interview about um, five, uh, five judges. Um, and they were asking me um, a couple different questions. It was about a five minute interview. It really went by fast. Um, but uh, they were asking me, you know, um, you know, what's my, my favorite place to be? And I was like, you know, it's church. Um, because that's the only place that makes me forget about everything that's going on in the world. It's the only place that makes me feel whole again. Um, I had mentioned, you know, they were asking about like your favorite um, book. And I had mentioned Brandy's book, her 30 day devotional, because that is, okay, listen, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of the questions that they were asking, I, I brought back to my faith and my, you know, my belief in God, because that's who I am. That's at my core. And when I'm trying to explain mm-hmm. myself to the judges, I want you to see the real me. You know, I'm not, I'm not mm. trying to put on a superficial answer or something that I think that they want to hear. No, you gonna get this real me. Mm. You know, girl. And that just literally something just popped in my head. So what you had spoken about earlier, how you said little girls go on probably like YouTube or whatever they're watching, like they're not teaching them about Christ and their identity mm-hmm. in Christ. Right. And typically the answers that you were giving are not typical pageantry answers when you're doing your Q&A. Right. Nobody's really talking about God. So that purpose for your pain was for you to go in and infiltrate the whole pageantry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. bring Bring God into that forefront. Yo, God is is so dope. Isn't he? God is so dope. So that was purpose mm-hmm. for your pain because he knew, he knew that you would be the one because of Brooklyn to go in there and mm-hmm. make a difference. And that's how now you're starting your own exactly. organization. And it's crazy because Girl. when you're going through it, you don't see it that way. You know, when you're in the midst mm. of the storm, you don't, it's hard for you to have that laser focused vision. And it's just impossible for you to see it when you're in the middle of the storm. You know, you have to talk to God. You have to mm-hmm. take yourself out. You have to meditate. You have to believe that what he has for you is going to be the best. You know? Mm. Girl. You Listen, because I've been there. 
Been there, honey. Let them, let them know. Let them know. And now know. I'm just oh trying my to, God. you know, get Brooklyn to build her own relationship with him. Mm-hmm. And she, she does. Us some God. She does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been... That is crazy. So, like, at what point were you able to, because you just said that, you know, while you're going through it, you're not able to see it. At what point were you able to finally get gain clarity and have that revel- revelation that, wow, I see that there was purpose for the pain. At what point did that happen? Yeah, um, I don't know because I don't know exactly, but I know that I had to like remove myself from social media. I had to start doing a fast. Mm-hmm. I had to literally focus on him and, and beg God to direct my path because I didn't know where I was going. I didn't know what I was doing. And mm. again, I couldn't have done it by myself. Um, so I think after like my fast and just really um, sit, taking the time out to listen to him, that's when I began, the pieces started to come together. And that's when I started little by little to see the bigger picture. Mm. So if you look back today, mm-hmm. right, and you speak to the Nani in 2017, or even no, what, well, let's say 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. right? What would you tell her? Like now that you've overcome that and you went through the pain, you you figured out what the purpose was, but Nani back then wasn't able to see that. So what I would, would you tell, tell her, her? Um, let's see, what would I tell my old self? Um, I would tell myself like just to let it go. I don't have to be mm. in control of everything. Um and to stay, to stay faithful. I would definitely tell myself to stay faithful. Um, because when you're going through hardships, like at that time, the hardship is the only thing that matters. That's the only thing that you think about. It consumes you. I know it consumed me. Um, it definitely consumed me. So mm-hmm. I would definitely tell myself just to stay in faith because God is not going to take something from you that he's not going to double for something better. Hey, Girl, hey, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Say that part. God's not going to take any. Say he's that part one more time. Anything from you that he's not going to bring you back double, triple, quadruple times better. But wow. I didn't. But you don't know that then. So that's what I would tell myself, and it's something that you have yeah. to tell yourself every day because it's not. You're not going to wake up one day and then everything's just going to be, oh, everything's great now. It's a process. And so you have to tell yourself that mm-hmm. every day. This is part of self-care. You have to build yourself up in Christ every single day. At least I know I had to. Mm. Girl. So you being a single mom, and there may be some single moms listening. There may be some, even probably yeah. single dads, right? Anyone who has a child who is struggling with probably like their confidence or, you know, maybe their child has been diagnosed with maybe ADHD or, you know, something that is affecting the development and the personal growth Mm -hmm. of their child. What words of encouragement, because they're probably going through pain too. Like, so what words of encouragement can you share with them? I was telling them, just please don't give up. Like your child needs you more than you know. And as a parent, like you can't be a good parent if mentally you are not a hundred percent. You know, if mm. you have things on your mind, you stress out, you're going to take it out on your child. 
Um, so I would tell them, just don't give up. You have to stay prayerful. You have to be specific in your prayers because God will answer them. He will answer exactly what you pray for if it's in his will. You have to be specific, specific in your prayers. Um, and I would say, again, you have to, this is, this is t- a testament of your faith. Um, that's all it is. Mm. God is never, he's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. He's never going to take something away from you that you really wanted and not give you anything in return. You have to stay faithful. So this is, that's what I would say. Girl, when I tell you, (laughs) girl, God is, God is speaking through you today to me because this last part that you have just said, like, I literally was saying this to myself a couple of days ago and you just confirmed I promise you you just confirmed things that I was just thinking about God is so good <laughs> let me tell you listen y'all better y'all better get with the with okay. the big homie upstairs I'm trying to tell listen. y'all he will reveal things to you even though you feel like things are going crazy and you're in pain and you're not understanding like there is truly it purpose is for if you keep pain. going you can't stay stuck because mm. the devil will try anything to bring you down. You've got to keep going. Mm. Come on. Tell the, I'm tell, saying tell I've, the I've, I've been there. I have been there. And it's tough, but you have to. You don't have, especially if you have a child, you have to, because you have to do it for them. Because they have nobody but you. Mm. Wow. And so for, and as for uh, Brooklyn, how's her confidence now? Do you see like a big difference from when she first, you know, was diagnosed with like high anxiety to like mm-hmm. how her confidence Absolutely. is now? Absolutely. Um, she still has anxiety, but I told her, you know, a lot of kids have okay. anxiety, you know, that's nothing abnormal, but as yeah. far as her loving herself and loving her care and loving her skin, she, absolutely. Girl, she is black girl magic now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on, little black girl magic. You better do that. Sprinkle some of that magic over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, I'm loving it. So is there anything else that, you know, you still have on your heart that you want to share? Any last words that you want just the listeners to leave with? Um. Well, not in particular, but I will say that... Um, you know, okay. if you guys are going through something and you need someone to talk to, Brandy is a great resource. She's been through a lot, like all of us. Um, and this is what she loves to do. This is her purpose. Um, so I would definitely reach out to her if you guys need advice on anything, you know, spiritually related. She is the best spiritual friend advisor that you're going to find. Um, I, yeah, mm. I mean, I would definitely use use her as a resource and just stay faithful. I'm telling you, it's it's so hard to do when you're in the midst of everything. But just give God a chance. You have to. You you don't have any other option. I love that. Give yeah, give a chance. God a Clearly, chance. the other ways aren't working out. Mm. Yeah. Nani, <laughs> you was on here talking your talk, <laughs> sis. Okay. <laughs> give, yo, you dropped some gems. Okay. This is what she leaving y'all with. Give mm-hmm. God a chance. Right? What's, what's exactly. the worst that could happen? It don't work out and it doesn't work out in the way you think it should, but God's going to make it work out in the way Mm -hmm. that brings him glory and that 
where it's giving you purpose and it's his purpose mm-hmm. and plan for which is life. better than most of the time wow. better than what you would imagine anyway mm. girl you better but you, got, but you gotta give him a chance though <laughs> Give him a chance. I love that. I'm going to start using that. Mm-hmm. Give God a chance. I love that. That was beautiful. Well, I oh, thank, thank you. you. You truly, you out here, you truly blessed <laughs> Don't me. Don't make me cry. But um, I know you are blessing the people. Girl, okay, you was about to have me tearing up when you was talking about spiritual friend lines. I'm like, oh, that, that came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> no, but I thank you. I thank you. Um. You know, oh, they can follow you at what Miss mm-hmm. uh, North America. Well, well, you're only when Ju- the, the end of June, last week of North June. America. Mm-hmm. Oh, last week of June. Okay, but they can follow you. Um, you know, just to see what you do with Brooklyn because mm-hmm. y'all are a dope mom daughter duo. Yep. At Miss Nani yep. B. Miss Nani B. And then that's where they can find information when you do fully flesh out your Queen, new organization. Queen and what Confidence. is that? Uh, the name. Queen confidence. So you'll have information coming soon where, you know, women or fathers who have daughters who may be lacking in self-confidence, they can Uh definitely reach out to you. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, I thank you again. And you have truly blessed us with this, um, with this um, testimony and this story that was just so beautifully written by God. Thank you so much for having me. And there we have it. I pray that our featured guest, I pray that her story has touched you. I pray that you guys know that no matter what you are going through, there is purpose for the pain. So you know how we do. Time to get into that prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person who listens to this episode. God, you know what they are going through. You know what they have been through, Father God. There have been things that they've experienced in their life and are currently experiencing in their life that is causing them pain. Father God, for their vision is cloudy. Their mind They cannot comprehend exactly what is going on. Father God, for they are seeking answers, Father God, and they just need help understanding why are they going through this pain. But Father God, we know that you are in control of everything, Father God, and there is purpose for the pain. I pray that everybody just tunes into you, Father God. I pray that they just seek you, remove all distractions that keep them from focusing on their pain and not on you. Lord, I pray that you reveal to them the purpose for the pain. Give them comfort and give them peace, Father God, even during these unprecedented times, Father God. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know that you hold tomorrow in your hands. And Father God, you will not inflict pain upon us without a purpose, Father God. We know that at the end of the day, God, you want the glory. You want us to glorify you. You want us to magnify your name. You want us to share our testimony to help and to continue to encourage your people. Father God, so I ask that on today, you be with them, Father God. I ask that you reveal more of yourself to them, Father God. Reveal more of the pieces of the puzzle, Father God, so that they can see that there is perfect purpose for the pain. And Father God, that you, that you are going to heal them, Father God. You are going to protect them and you are going to shield them, Father God. And that when they overcome, because God, you said that we are more than conquerors. We are victorious, Father God. So when they overcome this pain, Father God, they are going to see 
that there was purpose for the pain and that it was not wasted and that father god you are using it to move them closer to you for you to walk them into their purpose and lead them to their destiny in jesus name i pray amen god blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others and you have just been blessed by brandy